Welcome to the Get Loved Up podcast. I'm Koya Webb, founder of Get Loved Up, where we inspire you to love yourself more, love others more, and love the planet more. Each week, I'll interview a special guest who will share their insights on how they practice daily self-care, tackle tough challenges in life, and thrive in the world one breath at a time. You will be inspired to take control of your life as you heal yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically, and create a reality in alignment with your deepest passions. Let's get loved up. Hi, I'm Koya Webb, and this is Get Loved Up Podcast, and I am sitting here with Sam Skelly. She is an amazing person doing big things in the world. She has her Hungry for Happiness Academy, where she's teaching other teachers how to really hold space, and we're going to dive into that in a little bit. Also, she's big on breath work. So we're going to talk about how really you can take this holistic health thing that's out there and make it work not only in your own home, but if you decide you want to be a facilitator, you can also do that as well. So welcome. Thanks, girl. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you. Like, I, I just think your energy, everything mm. you're doing is kind of like at a 10 right now. So I really want to mm. kind of dive in and just for you to share a little bit like, how did you get here? Yeah. Like, what is your what is your big picture mm. story? You know, it's so interesting. I reflect on this question all the time because it's something I ask myself. I'm like, yeah. how the heck am I here? Like, I was planning on being a real estate agent. Like, that was my path. I saw my wow. mom do that. I grew up and I was like, wow, mom gets to go for, like, fancy lunches. Um, and she's a real estate agent. I'm like, I want to do that. Mm. And then there was this period where I wanted to be an actress because I was a child actress and I was a dancer when I was younger. And so to be in this position in you know spiritual development and personal development, it's I'm like, whoa, okay, universe, I hear you. I'm mm. clearly supposed to be here. But um, yeah, growing up, I was a child actress and a dancer. So for so much of my life, I was either in front of a camera or on a stage. Okay. And when I was 18 years old, I realized that I wanted to try and figure out who I was outside of that industry. So I stopped dancing, stopped acting, and I just went traveling. All my friends were like, we're all going to university. And there was something in me. I'm like, I will never do that. Like, I don't know what it was. I'm like, I can't think of anything worse than going to school for four years in something I don't want to do. Right. So I wrote my parents' proposal and I said, I want to create my education through through traveling. Wow. Um, and so I That's went bold. to- I know, I was like, guys, I'm like, I'll pay for it. Just let me go. Don't make me go to university. I was just like right. so against it. I don't know. It was like this- guttural like no that's not happening wow. um I'm a very creative person I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like I'm in a box if I if I do that right so I traveled to 33 countries in four years and I figured out I was basically studying like happiness and mm. what makes people happy what ultimately mm. makes people happy and how if if happiness is, is what we're all desiring how can we streamline our way there right and so um through traveling life kind of gave me a bit of a curveball and I started to develop a really unhealthy relationship to food and to my body. Mm. So at 18 years old, I stopped dancing and my mind was like, 
you're not dancing anymore. You're not, you know, exercising as much. We need to start dieting. Right. So I started my first diet when I was 18. Um, it was the cabbage soup diet. Have you heard of oh, that? No, you know, I, I have. Just, you just eat like crap. So that was just your mind. No outside pressure. It was just like it was my internal. mind was like freaking right. out. Like right. if you want love, you have to be a certain weight. If you want mm. love, you have to be a certain way. And then my strategy for that was like, let me just diet because then I can manipulate my body. I can manipulate my calories and I can fit into the box of what's lovable, essentially. And so that was like the beginning of this phase I called my diet depression years, where I was Mm. on over 50 diets in less than four years and just like waking up and struggling with food every single day, struggling with my body, realizing that I was just so desperate to try and figure it out and feel love, but I was doing all the wrong things. Mm. And I got to this place where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't fight this anymore. I'm like, there, there's needs to be, I need to do something different. And the weight loss industry is so backwards. I'm like, we are like, like we are marketing to people's insecurities, keeping them overweight, overwhelmed, frustrated, like Mm -hmm. at war with themselves. I'm like, we have to understand that this is energetic. And so I went on this like three year journey of healing my body energetically and understanding like what I was actually hungry for, understanding the emotional disconnect within my system that wasn't allowing me to actually love myself. And after three and a half years of that journey, I'm like, this needs to be my mission. Like I, I want to help people understand that the, the disconnect we have with our bodies is creating so much unnecessary suffering and chaos and how can we reconnect and truly heal our bodies and so that was like the birth of hungry for happiness wow that's here we are seven years later i know so when you did the travel yeah um were you going through the eating disorder then when you were Mm -hmm. traveling yeah Yeah. and it was really hard totally and i was so shameful around Mm. like i was so I, i had so much shame around it i was in the hospital and i just told my mom like I couldn't afford to eat, so I didn't, and now I'm, like, in the hospital. And it wasn't the truth, you know? I was, like, really restricting my food so bad that I was, like, Mm -hmm. essentially malnourished. Wow. So, yeah, it was... So it's anorexia. Yeah, it was was anorexia and then overeating and then restriction and overeating. Mm. Yeah, and it was just so unhealthy. And I realized that how how people are healing it now is just, like, let's try and control your food. Let's mm-hmm. try and do something external. It's like we have to understand that it's it's internal. It's internal. It's so emotional. what was the switch? What was the switch mm. that got you out of that place of darkness, mm. out of that eating disorder? So I I was in Bali mm-hmm. and I was like so committed to healing my body and healing my emotions and it was it was the it was there was this one I I remember like the week and it, it's so crazy because I can feel like the potency of like how it, important this week was in my life and I just made this commitment to myself I'm like I will do anything to get over this whatever Mm -hmm. it takes I'm like Jesus take the wheel like I give up like I (laughs) give up I'm not doing this anymore I'm not going to try anymore um I was in Ubud um and there's this place called the yoga barn there yeah yeah okay cool it's it's awesome and I was going to take a meditation class Mm mm-hmm and I missed the meditation class by like half an hour. And I'm like, okay, what else is there? And there was a breathwork class. And I'm like, oh, interesting, like breathwork, like just breathing in and out. I'm confused. Like, is that whatever? I'll just do it. So I go in there and it like looked like an adult sleepover. There was like pillows and blankets and like this Jesus looking dude in this like white thing. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on? And I'm like, I'm just going to surrender to this experience and just like see what happens. And this guy comes up to me, Michael, and he just, he's like, have you ever done this before? And I'm like, 
no. And he's like, okay, you're about to go on the ride of your life. And I'm like, what is this? Like Disneyland? I'm like, what am I just walking into? What's happening? And I'm like, all right. So I lie down and he teaches us his breath pattern. Anyways, it was a three hour session. It felt like 10 minutes. And in that session, I experienced like every single physical sensation, energetic, emotional sensation I could possibly experience from the deepest states of like gratitude, appreciation, joy, and bliss into like rage and all, and just like anger and I felt everything. Mm -hmm. And for so much of my life, especially when I was going through my eating disorder, I either was completely numbed out or I was anxious. There was like the two options, right? Right. Um, And through this breathwork session, I was like, wow, I have access to all of these states, Mm. all of them. And I don't have to do anything to create it. It's just there. It yeah. just gets to be there. I just need to release all the fears and the limitations and the stories and the disconnection that's preventing me from actually feeling this. Mm. So I became like obsessed with like understanding. I'm like, what is this? Why is my breath allowing me to do this? Mm-hmm. And I just became so obsessed with it. And I honestly didn't think that I would build a business out of it. Right. I've been doing it for the last six years now just on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I had this like realization about a year and a half ago. It's like, you need to make this mainstream. And so right. that was the moment of like, oh shoot, like I don't have to hustle and diet and prove and validate myself to feel joy and bliss and love. I get to create that through my breath and it's always mm. there and it's readily available and there's such a resource of it. And it's, it's my own inner fuel. That's huge. So I was like, game over. That's, that's all you have to do. That's is all you have to do. I'm Anybody like, oh can do that. Anybody that's the in thing, the world. right? It's like, it's like if, if every single human in the world mm-hmm. knew that we had the ability to create these sensations using just our breath and nothing else, it would change the game. Wow. It would change the game, mm-hmm. but we don't know. Right. And when I teach people breath work, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm 55 years old and I had no idea my body could do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I know. Now let's tell everyone. Let's tell everyone. That is so true because when I found yoga, the first thing the mm. teacher did, I was intimidated. I was like, I can't do this yeah. stuff. And she said, just breathe. Yeah. So now every time I teach, I start with breath work yes. because when you breathe, you can actually mm. connect with your spiritual self. And with that spiritual connection, mm-hmm. anything is possible. Anything's possible. Anything. And every single breath pattern has a corresponding emotion, mm-hmm. right? So how we breathe when we're scared it, there's that, that one pattern and then how we breathe and we're like relaxed and we're surrendered. It's mm. a completely different breath pattern. Mm-hmm. So we can manipulate and shift our states and our emotionality through using our breath. Right. It's incredible. I'm excited to take a breath work. Class oh my God. It's I so want to take a class. I want to be in class. That sounds amazing. So you did this breath work, mm-hmm. no more eating disorder that day done. I was like, I was like, wow, everything I'm searching for outside of myself, I can have right now. Right. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm obsessed with learning how to do this more often and stabilize these energies, stabilize the feeling of joy. How can I just feel joyful as my base every single day? So did it take a while? Oh, yeah. Do you feel joy? Definitely, definitely. You felt it in that moment. I felt it in that moment, but what that moment gave me was Mm -hmm. access. Okay, great. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, there's access to this feeling Mm -hmm. without anything in the external world. Right. I'm like... Interesting. Okay, great. So how can I get back to that access? Right. Through just embodiment and through using my breath and just through focusing and understanding and just knowing that that is my natural state. I have that in me. Mm-hmm. And now today today and every single day is like a constant um, commitment to my joy, a constant commitment to that state. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is just part of me and, and who do I get to be in order to live in that frequency more often? Right. So how um, long each day do you 
practice breath work. So I do it in the morning, right. every single morning for mm-hmm. five minutes. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Um, awesome. When I dream, you're probably like this too, but we're mm-hmm. thinking of a thousand different things, right? We're dreaming and we're very creative people. So sometimes I wake up and I'm already anxious in the morning. I'm like, mm. <sighs> like I woke up this morning a little bit like that. I'm like, ah! and it's because of everything that my brain was doing in my dreams. Because mm. when we're dreaming, we're creating and we're stirring mm-hmm. up emotion in the body. Mm. And so we wake up and we bring in that state from our dream. Right. So kind of clearing the pipes in the morning is mm-hmm. so powerful. I can go from a state of like feeling anxious to, mm-hmm. ah, mm. I'm so calm, That's like beautiful. within five minutes. And then twice a week, I'll do about half an, a half an hour audio session we call them journeys depending on like how I feel and depending on like what I want to access yeah so so every day for five minutes in the morning and then uh twice a week for about 20 minutes half an hour or I switch it up yeah that's awesome do you wake up to alarm clock so (laughs) (laughs) this is is funny this is like like this is like slightly narcissistic but it works Mm -hmm. I used to wake up to like and now I wake up to my own voice telling myself how great I am. Oh, that's beautiful. Not narcissistic at all. That's like self-love. It's like you that's are so good. you are amazing. You are oh, great. Today's going to be incredible. And it's like amazing. my own voice. It actually is like really cool. That's really cool. And I think it's like mirror work. You look at yourself yeah. in the mirror and say you are beautiful. Totally. Because we are our own worst critic. That's so true. Normally like, okay, this is going to be a crap day. Yesterday was a crap yes. day. You know? And when you switch that, I love mm-hmm. that actually. Yeah, it's it's not narcissistic. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. It. It's so funny. But some people might think that, like, I'm not going to do that. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, you no. know, so I'm glad it you is shared like a, that. It is like a, it is like an act of, of self-love. At first, yeah. it was a bit awkward, but I, I'm embracing and I'm like, oh, this is my higher self communicating to my my human self right now. Right. My, my brilliance and my mm-hmm. potential and my joy and, and everything. So it's, it's great. That's amazing. Yeah. And I used to um, have points when I woke up to alarm clock with, like, anxious but now I do hypnotherapy at night mm. and I do breath work at night in the morning. And so, and I don't use an alarm clock. I literally just wake up when I wake up. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, See, I'm that, allow myself that to I would love to do. I just <laughs> practice like Is yoga. It? It's like you look at the clock before you go to bed. And if you happen to wake up and use the bathroom, you, you're aware of the time. Now I don't have to wake up any time at night and I'll just like wake up around six o'clock every single day. That is And I travel and I still don't use an alarm clock. Unless I have a super early meeting that I need to be at or I need to be up before six, yeah. then I'll wake up. And sometimes I'll wake up at four and then I'll write and do different things. But yeah. That's fascinating. A few of my friends do that and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay, you've, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try this. I'll give you, I'll give you, and I think it helps what you do at night. Okay. So meditation at night, breath work mm-hmm. at night, hypnotherapy. Um, I'll give you all the ones I'll use, but you'll pick yeah. the ones that feel, and you'll wake up calm because I don't experience, sometimes I have exciting dreams depending on what I'm doing and things, yeah. but more times than not, I feel very calm when I wake up in the mm. morning. But if I'm triggered or something yeah. like is crazy happening in the news, a lot of social justice things kind of get me riled up a mm-hmm. little bit. And so then I'll experience like yeah. a little like anxiety or something like that. Yeah. But on a normal day, I just, mm. I feel great. So, but oh, when I, I get that. triggered, I'm like, okay, I need to do hypnotherapy. No therapy, calm myself down because mm-hmm. it takes your energy. Oh, yeah, it sucks you. It sucks it right yeah. out. But I'm excited. I'm excited to say your breathwork class. And I'm gonna oh see my, my hypnotherapy. I'm so excited for you. It's like it gives me so much joy. Yeah. Like whether it's whether I'm teaching it to one person or like uh, next week I'm doing breathwork for three thousand people on an event, which is gonna be nuts. Right. It gives me so much joy. I'm like. 
That's so good. So with this, with Mm -hmm. learning this and now Mm -hmm. teaching it, you are able to build a full seven-figure income for yourself. Mm -hmm. So can you share everyone out there just like, I want to be abundant. I want to, you know, be independent. So can you share, like, what are some of the things that really took you from having this eating disorder, trying to figure out life Mm -hmm. to, you know, like living the life of your dream? So... It's uh, this is hmm, this is I love this question. It's interesting when you ask me this question. In my body, what's happening is I can literally feel the difference between like force and push and try and go, mm-hmm. sort of like ego operating from fear, and then like this more like surrendered flow place operating from love right. and abundance. Mm-hmm. So I'll explain what I used to do that didn't work. Right. <laughs> when I first became an entrepreneur, I had this vision and I had this idea of what I wanted to do and it's still the exact same today and I have this feeling of like what I want it to feel and the just the difference I want to create on the planet but I got into states during that journey where my ego took over Mm -hmm. and I was operating from fear and I was trying to prove myself and I was trying to prove to my family and my friends like I'm good enough and I can do this and it's interesting Mm -hmm. because the same stuff that came up in my eating disorder came up in my work. Mm. So food addiction, right. exercise addiction turned into work addiction. Mm. So then I'm Just like, transition. Yeah, right? right? So then I'm like, wait a second, I thought I had dealt with this. So then I needed to go even deeper into my personal practice, even deeper into breath work, meditation, all that stuff, and, and really ask myself, what is the sensation right. that I'm craving and desiring to feel through work addiction, proving forcing, operating from fear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ultimately what I'm really wanting through this is fulfillment mm-hmm. for myself, connection with other people, right. having an impact on other people's lives, helping them transform. Mm-hmm. That is the outcome. <clears throat> so why am I not operating from that place while I'm building it? Mm. Right? It mm-hmm. was it was, it was was asked backwards. I was operating from fear. Mm-hmm. So... The scare, and then I was like, man, do I trust myself in the universe, God, whatever, enough to relinquish my control and my hustle, 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 fear, 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 go, go, go mentality? Because I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. I've got a high achiever that's like insane in me, and I've got a perfectionist in me that's insane. And those pieces can take over if I if I don't check them. But I asked myself, who do I need to be in order to relinquish control and just surrender and trust that everything's working out perfectly in perfect timing? Mm. So I got to this place where I was just so completely burnt out by the 16-hour days and operating from fear and just just feeling exhausted. You know, I was doing this business and I was making everyone else really, really happy through the work, but like I'm at the end of the day, I'm like, this is so challenging. This is so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is not responsible to have this mission when I'm burnt out. I'm like, I need to understand my energy and understand how I can shift my intention and shift my motivation, where I'm being motivated from so that I can feel fueled and I can feel abundant rather than burnt out. That's huge. Yeah. So it took this time. It took this moment of like, okay, I just need to trust. I need to trust myself that I can do it. I need to trust that I'm fully supported. And so I began to like untangle the control and just have I, I like I called it blind faith at the mo at, at the time because I couldn't feel it. Right. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. And and then now I'm in a place where I have the vision 
so clear and I know exactly what it, what it feels like and I allow that to pull me versus fighting and swimming and struggling. Mm-hmm. And so embodying that frequency in my body every single day, waking up feeling joyful, having like this energy of like, it's already done. Right. It's already done. It's already complete. It's already working out. It's already done. And then just allowing myself to have fun in the process, honor myself, honor the mission, honor everyone around me by not operating from fear, not allowing fear to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Of course it pops up. Right. But dealing with it in the moment and saying, okay, why is this fear here? How is this serving me? What is what is the conversation that I need to deal with when it comes to fear? And then getting back into alignment and just focusing on this is the intention. This is where we're going. This is, I don't care how it's going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, releasing the how for me was, was a huge, huge piece. How can I be fully accepting of where I'm now, now have this vision of where I'm going and not worry about the details? That is exactly ah. how you let your fears make you fierce. Tell and you are so fierce. I love that. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Koya here. And if you're enjoying this episode, I have a feeling you're going to love my new book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. Here's a quick glimpse into what's inside the book. You're going to get a step-by-step guide and workbook with daily mind and body exercises in every chapter. You're going to get tools to identify and transform your fears into unbreakable strength. You're going to learn to manifest the life of your dreams by aligning with your high vibration. You're going to revitalize your health and raise your energy with the healing practice of yoga and meditation. You're going to shift your negative thoughts to positive affirmations so you can attract the people and things you really deserve. You're going to find your passion and purpose by connecting with your authentic self and inner guide. When you pre-order my book, you will also get my 10 fierce meditations to go with each chapter. Make sure you order it for yourself and also make sure you pick up one for a friend as well. Spread the knowledge, spread the love, spread the fierceness. And so now that you're like, okay, fears, you're not going to control me. I see you. I'm learning from you. Mm -hmm. In this fierce place, what does that look like for you on a daily basis? Because we know, okay, you're doing well, but like, what does that look like you? So fierce for me is really gentle and soft. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, fierce for me is the opposite of what it looks like Mm -hmm. or what I think it looks like. Fierce is just being embodied and being in my being and just fully trusting and it's not passive, it's active, but it's slow and it's soft and it's just like embracing the uncertainty, knowing that it's going to work out. Like that for me feels fierce. Mm -hmm. It feels really powerful. What doesn't feel fierce is like trying to hustle and force and get there really quickly. Absolutely. Right? That feels chaotic. Right. Because that's fear. Exactly. Thinking that it's not already there. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. 100%. So like my fierceness comes in my slowness. It comes with my ability to surrender, my ability to trust, my ability to know that everything's working out in perfect timing, even when it looks like a hot mess express, because it does often. (laughs) I like that hot mess express. I'm like, oh man, what? You mean even this is on path for me? And yes, it is. Even in those times where you're like, wow. It, like life is nuts right now. Those mm-hmm. moments, even in those moments, that's perfect because right. it's developing our our ability to be resilient. It's developing our re- ability to further trust, get to know ourselves, push our edges, and right. really understand ourselves. And I think 
Well, you know, for those people listening who are, who are entrepreneurs, which I'm sure a lot of your audience is, the reason why people are not successful as entrepreneurs is not because they have the wrong product, the wrong strategy, the wrong avatar. It's because they haven't developed emotional intelligence and their emotions get the, the best of them. So if we can learn how to be emotionally responsible mm-hmm. and learn how to manage our emotionality and understand how to operate from a place of trust while being highly self-honoring, that is the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. But it's not sexy because people want the big numbers and the marketing strategy. You right, know? right. And you can have all that. Yeah. And, you know, we've had people on the show, you can have all that and then lose all that. Exactly. If emotionally you're not healthy. Exactly. Mental health, I think, definitely. And that's mm-hmm. our biggest challenge, but that's mm-hmm. the number one thing mm-hmm. you need to be successful. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm so clear about that. Like, I look at the people in my life who are sustainably successful mm-hmm. year after year after year after I'm not talking like someone does a launch once you know and they right. crush it I'm talking about the people who build businesses that are sustainable and I look at who they are and their their mental uh, fitness right and I'm like wow this this person really understands they can endure some challenges totally, as well totally that's what we need to talk about too it's not like you said it's the up and down you have the oh, eating disorder and yeah. then even in your business now, I like to, because people think, okay, you got to figure it out. You're mostly healthy. So boom, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like last year, last year was a, a, a tough year, mm-hmm. like so tough emotionally. And, um, on the business, I had a, I had a business partner who I knew wasn't a fit mm-hmm. and I knew we were best friends as well, so it was so heartbreaking in so many ways. But right. there was this guttural feeling of like, this is not who you should be building this business with. Right. It was this feeling and, and um, that fell apart last year and it was mm. the most traumatic thing ever. Right. And, and dealing with all that and the, you know, the aftermath of that breakup, because it truly was, it was like the hardest breakup I've ever been through. Wow. Like more than any other boyfriend because there's so much meshment and entanglement and so... Dealing with that emotionally and with with sorting out the business while running a company, serving clients, doing speaking, writing the book, like that is so much. And there was moments where I'm like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? And the only thing that I get to lean on is like, this is my spiritual curriculum and I get to increase my capacity for what I can deal with emotionally because this is on my plate right now. Right. So like, who do I, again, that question, who do I have to be? I love that question. Who do I have to be in order to deal with this powerfully, gracefully, and effectively while I'm doing all the other things in my life and not get into like, oh, victim or poor me or like, Ugh. right. Cause it's so easy to go there. Right. And like so much, so much of me wants to, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I just want to like fly up to Canada, cry on my mom's couch. And you know, maybe <laughs> I'll do that too. But like, like the playing the victim card, like is right. so attractive right. in those moments. But what develops our strength and our resilience is our ability to rise above that and just go, I can deal with this. I can handle this. I can mm-hmm. feel through this. I can cry. I can scream. I can, process the emotion fully and move on powerfully and look for the lessons as soon as the pain's gone. Right. So that was the hardest thing ever. And then simultaneously I was going through like a romantic breakup. So mm. it was like double breakup. I'm like, man, wow. thanks the universe. That's great. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> when it rains, it pours yeah, sometimes. Totally, right? right? Yeah. Totally. And you know, I'm, I'm grateful for those moments because I'm like, if I didn't go through that whole thing, I wouldn't have learned the things that I learned. You know, we always, right. in hindsight, we're always like, oh, I'm so grateful I went through that. But mm-hmm. in it, it's the worst thing ever. Right. In it, it sucks. So can we, for a moment, while we're in it, 
say one day this will make sense and find like resource in our body, the, the, mm-hmm. like the ability to self-soothe and find the softness in our bodies while we're in the pain. Absolutely. So if someone's listening right now, like I'm going through yeah. this pain, what are like, what would you tell them? What are things, things they can do right now after listening to this podcast? Just yeah. do these three. What would be your three things to do while you're in the pain, going through yeah. double makeup, your business is Oh, going through it. Your personal yeah. life is going through it. Maybe your family is going yeah. through it. What is your advice? For yeah. That? So I don't believe in heartbreak. Right. I don't believe our hearts can break. I believe mm-hmm. our hearts are the most powerful, resourceful pieces of technology that we have. Right. And we can always find softness. We can always find um, liberation when we tap into our hearts. Right. And so when I'm going through those moments of like, <laughs> when my ego wants to go, can it get any worse? Right. Uh, my higher self comes in and says, Find the softness in your heart. Find the lessons in your heart. Just live from your heart. If you were to view the situation from the lens of your heart, not the lens of your ego and struggling, what's the conversation there? Mm-hmm. It'll always, always, always give you such a beautiful and, and profound answer. Right. But as long as we're addicted to struggling and we're intent on living in our heads and operating from ego and projection, we're never going to find that. But it's always there. Right. It's always there. It's so right. powerful. And so for people who are in that space, ask yourself again, where am I operating from? Right. Right. Just like me building my business. I can, there's, there's two ways of doing it from fear or from love. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to solve a problem out of fear and ego, I'm going to make a crap decision. Right. If I'm solving a problem using my, the energy of my heart, I'm going to make empowered decisions that are resourceful and in the highest good of everyone. Absolutely. So it's a choice. Love, you choose. It's a choice. The Course of Miracles taught me that. Oh, and that is the so most good. perfect found yeah. lesson that I think anyone can mm-hmm. ever learn because even with the breakup work and learning all these tools, it still brings you back to, are you going to be in fear yeah. or love? And it's interesting because we are not fundamentally wired and designed to choose love mm-hmm. based on our brains. They are 2 million years old. We're operating from survival. We're operating. It's a reptilian brain. So we always want to go to fear because mm-hmm. it's safe, right? right? We just want to feel safe. So it actually does take a conscious choice to move into our hearts and to choose that. Because mm-hmm. if we go on default mode, we're going to go into our heads. We're going to go into fear. We're going to start struggling. Right. So it's like, I'm going to choose this consciously and operate from this place con- consciously and choose it every single day until mm-hmm. it becomes second nature. Absolutely. But we can't love is always there. It's like always you said, there. it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's always available. It's the content. And the fear is that illusion. Yeah, exactly. That we're creating yeah. and co-creating mm-hmm. over and over again. That is, I think that's so powerful. Co-creating is a big one, right? It's because mm-hmm. we, we are all misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in my you know story and I find you in your story, then we're going to get in our stories together and right. then we're going to spiral each other. And it feels comfortable. And it feels comfortable. And we can relate. And we can connect. And that's right. meeting our needs. But it's meeting yep. our needs for connection in a negative way so what if we were what if we were to meet our needs for connection in a positive way by choosing another story and finding people who are heart-centered and will be there in our heart space right you know and that's why i'm grateful for people like you and i'm grateful for people like you because you you bring the person back to love yeah it's like can we breathe back to love and a lot of people don't want to hear that like oh no i don't want to be happy right now i want to be angry and you allow them to express the anger and then now can we get back to love because that's how you grow Mm -hmm. and that's how you live fiercely totally. and that's how you take it from being a victim to a creator which is one of my favorite chapters that's it it's just like you are created this mm. beautiful company this beautiful business mm. and even though you went through that tragic time you're still here now like you know what I'm glad now I'm having the best year of my life mm. so yeah. what are some of the things like now that you're like okay I got through that muck I'm done with that yeah. so right now um staying in love that's 
great tip. I think that's definitely number one. What are two other things that you think, like practically, mm. a person can do um, to keep themselves? Like, I mean, what if they're getting bashed? You know how social media can be very, a very crazy place. They're yes. getting trashed. They're getting bashed. They're already going through everything. And now they're getting bashed you know, mm. on social media or maybe in, you know, by the president. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so what, what would be your advice at these I times? love observing my life as if it's a movie Mm. so this element of like not being attached to anything and just like really treating life as like a spiritual curriculum or an assignment Mm -hmm. um one of the most powerful tools that i use is something in our curriculum called the called future casting Mm -hmm. so i do this every couple months where i'll write a letter Mm -hmm. from myself to who i am today in six months from now Mm. to who i am today and I'll just explain all of the lessons that I've learned and why I'm going through, you know, these sticky, mucky parts of my life and right. and what like what what it looks like now. And I allow myself to really paint the vision of what the future looks like mm-hmm. because it allows us to pop out of the spiral, the energetic spiral of like struggle. Right. Right. And we can still look at things because Thing, the, the thing that creates the struggle is the story that we attach to the emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we have an energy in our bodies of anxiety and we just sort of like, oh, just like let it be there. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I can feel you. I can, I can feel the sensation. It's in my heart. It's in my solar plexus. If I feel it, it's actually okay. And we don't go into a state of struggle. Right. What spirals us into a state of struggle is attaching a crappy story to that sensation. Right. Right. Like I'm anxious because and then we start to get into these stories and then it activates the anxiety and it, it, it mm-hmm. holds on and then it stays on. Right. And so when we're in those places, it's so beautiful for us to just observe the sensations without identifying with them mm-hmm. or creating a story around it. And so that's why I love future casting. I love this exercise because it allows us to pop out of the emotion and just right. go like, it is what it is. I'm going to love it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's tender. It hurts. It's sore. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to paint a vision of where I'm going and how this is going to serve me one day. Right. And how can I use this pain as a catalyst for growth? How can I learn from it? Right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety in our system is, is telling us like, yoga sister, there's something out of alignment. Right. <laughs> like we need to look at something. Right. And so when we suppress it with food or work addiction or exercise addiction or relationships or whatever it is, we're not actually unearthing the lesson, the divine lesson that is, that is wanting to come through. So right. spending time really understanding and asking yourself, what is this here to teach me? How can mm-hmm. I learn from this? What's right. going on? And so, well, again, when we pop ourselves out of the emotion, we go into the future, we write a lesson to that version of ourselves. It allows things just to have perspective. I think perspective is a, a great tool for healing. I love that. Yeah. That is such, such, such a good practice. I hope everyone listening <laughs> tries that out. Um, and so what do you feel like now? Like, what does the future hold for you? Mm. You've, you've been through all these lessons. And so what, what's next? You know, somebody asked me right now, you know what I'm so stoked on right now? I'm, I love my career. I love what I'm doing so much and it's, it's, it fuels me and it excites me and it's, we're just getting started, but I'm so excited to like be a mom and like get married. Like, I feel like that is the next, um, opportunity for growth for me. Mm -hmm. My relationship is a beautiful container for growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Argh! and other times I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, but I'm, I'm just excited. I, you know, it's been 10 years of, of, you know, building and growing and, and that's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful ride and I'm 
and it's going to continue to grow and, mm-hmm. and evolve. But I'm excited to add this piece of like partnership, like marriage and kids into right. this, you know, into this creation as well. Right. And I think that's going to be a cool challenge. Like, you know, all, everything I'm doing in business is, is exciting me, like the book coming out and all the courses and all that kind of stuff. And it will continue to excite me. But that next, my next level, my next edge will definitely be marriage and momness. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and you have a relationship now. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He's great. He's right. so cool. He's like my biggest teacher, best friend. He's mm-hmm. just, he's just and so And is it just short and quick or have you been with this person? We've been together since January. Okay. So, so yeah. Six months? Yeah. That's a good amount of time to yeah. really like kind of feel like you know yeah. someone. It's funny because the moment I met him, I was like, I we've done this before. Like I know you from another life. <laughs> right. right. It was like that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what's exciting me right now is mm-hmm. like learning how to be in partnership and that's when all your stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And like my tendency is to like peace. Right. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, when my, it gets rough. Yeah. When it gets rough, like I have this um, like avoidant part of me of like, let's just peace out. I'm like, I'm so good at being single. I can like rock that all day long. <laughs> so when things get rough, like that's where I go to. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm done. But the lesson, the growth is me leaning into those triggers and leaning into that discomfort and leaning in and just being like, what is he here to teach me? Like, I know he's here to teach me and he teaches me stuff all the time um, and me for him as well. So even though it feels awful at times, it is also beautiful. Mm. Um, so that's that's been like a really gorgeous edge for me and one right. that feels... You know, I always, I always say, like, my life feels like a full-time wedgie. Like, it's just... Ah! It's always a little uncomfortable. It feels a little like... That ah! is so good. That is so good. So let's future cast for a second. Okay, okay. You, yeah. in five years. Okay. You give it five. Okay. Right. So me in five years from now, um, my dream home is in San Diego on the beach in La Jolla or Solana Beach. So mm-hmm. similar to where I live now. I'm huge on decorations and spaces and environments like mm-hmm. I just love creating beautiful ex- expansive you know environments and my boyfriend Eric is the same way mm-hmm. so um, I just see us living in this like gorgeous beautiful home that's so amazingly designed mm-hmm. um, I'll probably have one maybe two kids at that point in time yeah. Boy, girl. Two boys, two girls. So I've always wanted boys. Okay. Like, always wanted... I'm like, I'm going to be a boy mom. Like, I always wanted that. But now I'm like, oh, my God, it'd be so amazing to have a girl because I see... Like, my mom's my best friend, and she's just, like, such a gangster. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, I want that with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, I could have a girl, and we could, like, totally not have that connection as well. So mm-hmm. I'm open to whatever. Um one of each would be amazing. Okay. One of each would be amazing. We're working on a an app right now um, for Pause, which is the breathwork company, which mm-hmm. is going to be similar to like a Headspace or um, Calm app, so, but it will be for breathwork. So that'll be up and running. My big vision with Pause is to just mainstream breathwork because it's People know about it and there's whispers and especially in the areas that we live in, right. the, there's access to, to some of it. But I just want every human in the world to just like grab, you know, their phone if they have one or if they don't have one you know hopefully they've learned how to use their breath in places that don't have phones but and just be able to just use the beauty of their breath to just calm their states and I just really am so committed to that to that mission because it's Mm -hmm. so powerful I want prisoners to learn how to do it so they're when they're serving life in prison they have access to shift their state while they're in you know confinement and that for me lights me up and so having pause just be the mainstream brand it's gonna be cool to listen to this in five years. I know. It's gonna be really cool. Oh my god, like, like, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's also gonna come out. 
Yes. Um, yeah. So then have pause, just be like the mainstream brand for breathwork. I'm so committed to that and there's space for that right now. And I'm so stoked on it. And we're, we're in the process right now of, of doing a big raise for our app, which is something I've never done before. I completely bootstrapped hungry for happiness. So raising money for this company is just like a new edge for me. That wedgie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, ow. Yeah, let me just put it up there myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I, I really want to move my, my family down to, to California so we can all be together and or for a portion where of the year. Vancouver, okay. Canada, where I'm okay. from. So uh. yeah, so that's my that's that's what it looks like and a couple of books under my belt and that sounds yeah. amazing. That sounds amazing. Well, yeah. I'm excited to listen to this I know. and see where you are five years from now and see how many um, things you've done. Yeah, and the most important thing when, when you're doing those exercises, like what is it? feel like. Yes. Allow the energy to pull you into the vision. Like what right. does it feel like when I wake up every single morning next to Eric and we we have our life together? What does it feel like to have, you know, have breathwork mainstream? What is that going to feel like in my body and how can I tap into that while I'm building it? Always let the journey feel like the destination. Mm. Always, always, always. And it so feels good right now? Yeah, it feels so good. Bit. I can feel it. You're, you're vibrating over Aww. here. <laughs> so can you share with everyone how, where to find you, how to find yeah. you, how to get connected? The Instagram, at Samantha Skelly on Instagram. I'm super active on there, so you can shoot me a little DM on there. Mm-hmm. Um, SamanthaSkelly.com, HungryForHappiness.com. That's, That's where all the things are. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on today. And we like to just... Throw a little heart. Until next time, Mm -hmm. love yourself, love others, and love the planet. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Osea. Osea puts your health and the health of the planet first. Formulated with all skin concerns in mind, Osea makes products infused with sustainably sourced, organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals. Osea can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance. Whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions, every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, and made with love in California. Use code GETLOVEDUPFREESHIP for free shipping in the USA.